is carefully heading in that direction. Uh, you note when we when just a few clouds tonight. No major changes coming up except for a slightly milder, more humid. It's 80-ish now, looks like, for the rest of the week. Early morning loads tomorrow. Start the day around low 60s to 60. Goes to an afternoon high near 80. Sunny to partly cloudy conditions tomorrow. Friday, partly sunny to cloudy at times near 80. Dry, dry Saturday, too, with a high of near 80. As we get to Sunday, more clouds. About 80-ish with a chance of some scattered afternoon showers. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Well, you know what that music means. It's time for the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Another gorgeous day outside. It's not a weather report, obviously. It's just a food report, but I just can't get over how wonderful the weather is. The voice you hear is not that of Tom Fitzmorris, as you've probably already figured out. This is Marianne Fitzmorris. We've been doing the show together for a while. Tom's been at it 33 years this year me about two and a half years and Tom is taking it easy stepping away might show up might not show up we've decided to let him do that because he's earned it so if you would like to talk to me I'm here to talk to you about food today is Creole cream cheese day I'm not even sure I've ever had Creole cream cheese just like straight ahead Creole cream cheese I've had Creole cream cheese ice cream had Creole cream cheese cheesecake. I don't know that I've ever had straight ahead Creole cream cheese, but that's the day it is. It is also Chef Duke's birthday. Chef Duke Le Cicero is celebrating a birthday today. Certainly not more than 29, but happy birthday to Chef Duke. It is a long-standing, uh, long-standing tradition on this show that Tom has said happy birthday to people and uh, he knows everyone's birthday uh, far more than I do but I did get an email from a former salesperson of the radio station who we really really like who was saying that it is his birthday today and um, he is celebrating his birthday his own self with a special menu it's a birthday bash wine dinner oh it's his big 60th you know he told me that we were at um we were at rest a while about a month ago and we ran into duke and his wife kelly and he mentioned that his big 6-0 was coming up so we'll have to maybe see if we can give him a call and wish him a happy birthday sometime during the show today Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here to do that with you. We can talk about food. Anybody can talk about food. Everybody's been talking about food, specifically in this area for a very long time, long before the food show ever started to celebrate the talking of food. There was talking of food. 
And uh, we talk about food because we like to eat food and because we happen to be blessed to be in an area where there happens to be a lot of good food. I know that Tom's talked about the story about when he went up to D.C., we evacuated to D.C., uh, after Katrina, and he went to, you know, the, the food community around this show is a really tight-knit community and have kept tabs on each other for a long time. And in fact, before Katrina and social media became as pervasive as it is, I mean, that... Katrina predates the social media craze. As a matter of fact, I would say it's only been about 10 years when social media has become so pervasive. But um, people got in touch by email. This is almost like dinosaur days. But I remember that Tom, when we got up to D.C., Tom was besieged by emails from people who had read the newsletter or visited the website and knew that he had evacuated to that area. And everybody wanted to go out to dinner and talk about food, which is what he did for a lot of the days that he was there. And um, they went to a, a, a particularly well-known and celebrated Italian restaurant in the D.C. area and talked just about food. And the waiter noted that and said, I don't know, where could you be from? Because all you talk about is food. Here we talk about politics. And of course, when they told him it was New Orleans, he understood it completely. But we do love to talk about food. And the only thing we love to do more than talking about food is eating food. So uh, if you would like to talk with us about food, we are here to do that with you. I never did mention the lunch that I had over the weekend. Mary Lee and I went out for lunch, which is something we rarely do anymore. And uh, we went to a place in Mid-City called Treps. If anyone has been to Treps, I'd like to hear your opinion of it. But Treps started me on the psychological trail, or I should say the um, introspective trail that I've been on for about a week now about most food out there being just okay. Now, our okay in New Orleans, again, the great eating city, our okay is better than most other people's okay. But most food, I've, I've, I've decided, falls into the 90% okay category. And the 10% really does pop out at you. And there might be 2 or 3% on the other end of just really bad food. I mean, I don't usually register that. I'm sitting in front of food and it's bad. Because if I'm sitting in front of food and it's bad, I don't eat it. But most food is, eh, you know, you're talking to somebody, you're having a nice time, you don't really care so much, it's just fine. And that's what started me on this okay food reverie. It was treps. Did you say I have a caller here? Steve, let's go to Steve. We love Steve. Hi. Hello, Steve. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Good. I'm doing good. The weather's starting to not suck. Yeah. That makes life a little better. Um, yes. In honor of the person that I'm going to bring up at the very beginning of what I talk about, I'm going to tell you I made a list today. Mm -mm. Um, okay. Oh, you mean I a list for me like people always have the call with a list? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's but do I it. I love did, lists. But I really didn't make a list. I'm just going to pull these off the top of my head. Okay. I just heard, I just heard Stephen on WWL. You're not the first person that's told me that. Yeah, you're not the first person that's told me that. Stephen okay. has gone to WWL and he either does not care about us anymore or, he or does not, not know. know. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. So do you I don't have know. his email? You know what, Steve? <laughs> this would be, I don't, this would be so fun and so naughty. I love it. Why don't you call WWL and say, hey, Stephen, if you're listening, the food show is over on WGSL. <laughs> Are you trying to get me fired? There is no, there is nothing I would enjoy more than to promote the food show on WWL. That would, that would oh just my God, make my I might get day. fired, even though I don't work for them. <laughs> you won't get fired from here. You won't get fired what? from here. I might even get a raise. You, I might get twice. Yeah, I know you'd be crowned. You'd have to. You'd have to duke it out with the goddess for being the god. If you if you do that, anybody yeah. else want to do that? I'd love it. So okay. fun. All right, now my other three topics. Okay. Um, there's. I, I was listening to. Uh, oh my god, Poppy Tooker's show the other day. Uh huh. And she was talking about the North Shore, and mm -hmm. she brought up something like Bodie or something's Artisan Kitchen. Yeah, you know I don't know. About? It's, a, it's, no. a Turkish, it's a Turkish couple at, that has a restaurant in Mandeville. Oh, oh, Duman, Duman, maybe. That's it. Is it, is it Duman? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Uh -huh. How do you know about them? Have you been um, there? Okay, so... A long time. They've been around for a while. Like, I would say at least five or six years. Okay. And I remember that a good friend of ours was absolutely enthralled with the pizza there. And I yeah. remember going, because people were talking about it, and I remember saying to myself, I bet if I walked into that kitchen, there would be a pile of empty DiGiorno boxes. <laughs> But, but, oh, but, no, 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 but okay. I have come around because we went back there mainly out of default because we just, you know, are staying on the North Shore mostly now right, and, right. you know, we're tired of places. So we went there and the pizza was much better. Now, I don't know if the pizza is in fact much better. Or if it's just that I'm less snooty, or maybe I'm I'm in the groove now of the ninety percent. I don't I don't know what, but the pizza was better when we went the last time. Okay, well, but what's really interesting about the place is that she's Turkish, and she has it's not really it's not a Turkish place. It's a no. Mediterranean place, yeah, and so really. it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like a it's like a cultural hodgepodge of that Mediterranean area. Well, and that's so what made me think is because you know my feelings about that yes, type of food. Yes. I'm going, Oh my god, yes. I gotta go check this out. It's not you that know? though. It's not that Well, I understand. Okay. Yeah. It's she um like you'll, you'll there's something that I really wanna go back and have, which you never see any place. They have saganaki on the menu. What is 
It's fried uh, Greek cheese. It's it's flaming okay. Greek cheese, which okay. I've only had once at Cat Cora's place in Disney World, and I yeah. loved it. I loved it. And so, you know, those those slabs of cheese, which is like a protein in Middle Eastern world, halloumi yeah. and things like that. Okay, so they, they do that. And I like that up to a point. When I get a you know, when I have to eat cheese like a steak, no, you know, yeah. um, and, well, and there comes a point where it's too much, but I do eat it up to a point. So it's, place it's right over here that I used to love right on the causeway approach that just went out of business. And I can't think of their name just right off the top of my head at the moment, but they used to have that, that. Oh, Remal? Is, yeah, is it Remal? Yeah. 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 Okay. They had so. Yes. So it's, it's an interesting menu. It's, um, pastas that I think are really like authentic Italian pasta. I mean, what they're doing is far more complex and much more interesting and a lot better than I gave them credit for in the beginning. Okay, where are they exactly? Okay, you know where the Mandeville Library is? Which one? The one on Gerard? Yeah. Hmm? Okay, because there's directly, the one over here. Directly on, across on the street. Okay, Directly right. across the okay. street. Yeah. Right. I know. So, exactly and okay. they have indoor, outdoor, and it's an interesting place. And I just, I feel bad because I so dismissed them in the beginning. And I yeah. think that there's a lot more interesting stuff going on there. But okay. I haven't made it back to investigate it further, which kind of speaks to my lack of interest in it. But maybe that's just the wrong thought to have. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, um, I'm going to say one critique of you guys that you will agree with me on. You, uh, for being food critics, you don't go to enough different places. Are you talking about me? Because I yeah. readily admit to that. For Tom, yeah. Tom has always been much more adventuresome and done a yeah. lot of. Yeah, and and I, and you I'm know not, what I I'm think, not, Steve? Like I said, I'm, it's a critique, not a criticism. If you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad you bring that up. And, and I want you to hold on because I have a little sort of statement to make. I have a little sort okay. of statement to make. And I was wondering when the right time to say it was, but you have led me right to it. So we're going to take a break. 5569696 five, five, six, six, six is the number. Yeah, okay, we'll be back. Okay. One of my all time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. You make me feel so young. 
All right, we're back. And Steve, do you want to go through the rest of your list or you want to no, hear no, what I have to you say? You can make your statement. I want to okay. hear it. Okay. Henry, Henry dropped in my ear while we were on the break and he goes, do you want to give me a heads up on what you're about to say? <laughs> I said, well, I have to really sort of formulate it. And it's just, it's, it's such an obvious thing that I'm just going to state it now. Obviously, Tom is not well. People who have heard the show can tell that Tom is not well. This is an obvious thing that a lot of people know. Um, it's not something that I want to go into particularly, but I would just say that what I have discovered over the last year or two years since we have been doing the, the business that Tom created, I have come to have a great deal of respect for Tom's body of work and the amount of effort that he put into it. It was done a long time ago before things have dramatically changed everywhere and it was driven by pure passion for eating and food on his part these shoes are too big for anyone to fill really but certainly for me and uh, my casual style of eating I don't think that that means that the food show cannot continue. I think we have fun on this show. I am a broadcaster. I am not a gourmet. And I'm certainly capable of carrying this show as a broadcaster. But the business model that was what it was for so long is changing because it has to. Tom is not able to do what he used to do as passionately as he did it. And I don't have that passion for food. What's changed so much in the world since Tom began what he's doing is that social media in the last 10 years has made everyone a critic. And so the things that were so valuable, like hours and phone numbers and credit cards, you can get like that by just tuning into your iPhone. What this show has become and what it had to become was just a bunch of people hanging out, talking about their favorite subject. And it's not everything else that's out there. And that's what we can offer now. Um, Tom, for a long time, has been evolving into more of that. And certainly when I joined the show, it moved in that direction. But like I just said about how much we love to talk about food in this city, everyone has an opinion on whatever it is that we're talking about. Creole cream cheese and that sort of thing. Maybe not everyone because a lot of people are not from here, but Tom has compiled an enormous body of work over the last 50 years. And the goal of this show and our business now is to preserve the legacy of Tom Fitzmorris and the celebration of New Orleans food and food in general 
driven by an extensive knowledge that he has acquired about food, again, driven by pure passion. So people, I'm sure you've noticed, don't call up like they used to and ask for, you know, the six best places to get such and such. I can actually do a whole lot of that. I mean, I've been with Tom for 30 some odd years. I can do a whole lot of that. I can tell you who's in the kitchen where, but it's not that passion that Tom has. And that's just the way it is. So if you would love to continue with us on this fun exercise of talking about food, and I'll drop in words to drink by and eat by and those kinds of things. And I will argue with you about the best pizza in town, or you can tell me about a place you've discovered. We can do that. And there's certainly room for that. And why not? I mean, this is the, this is the premier show about food. It's the legacy. And so um, there will never be shoes. Uh, no one can fill those shoes. And I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It, ended too quickly. Anyway, Steve, that's it. Marianne, I am honored to be here when you said this. I uh, have always felt like a fan and a friend of Tom's. Um, and my God, girl, you're doing a fantastic job. I love the show now like I loved it before. It's different. It's different. But, that's right. It's but different. I love it. Now, uh, I like your casual. I like, and I like that you ate boiled peanuts. That, you know, I mean, uh, wow. I am touched and honored to be here at this moment. So, uh, us that love the show, we love you too. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. I can only, I can only be what oh, you, I can be, which is which is a broadcaster. Are, and that's, that's and, something Tom would say, you know, in in his best of times, you you are knocking it out of the park, and I'm not saying that blowing smoke, you know. And I, if you can, you can ask Henry. I have told Henry that. So. No, it's it's common knowledge that I'm a very credible broadcaster, but I am not a foodie. I am not. Yes, I'm not you are. That. You're a, well, I mean, you, know, I, I'm saying, you are not a gourmet, but you are. Yeah. You are a foodie like me. That I would never right, exactly. spend 150 exactly. on a bottle of wine. Exactly. You know, it ain't gonna yes. happen. It is by far. It's, most it's... of us out here aren't. <laughs> exactly. You know what, Tom. <laughs> I was talking to Mary Lee about this yesterday because Mary Lee and I had this very same conversation off the air yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I had spent the day driving around picking up food, trying to keep up like a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> I said, and I said, the bottom line is that everything that I had today was just sort of ordinary. And that the truth of the matter is that most food out there is just sort of ordinary. Yeah, and so yeah. And yeah. so we can all talk about it just like, you know, in other words, this show is now less about a food authority, although I do know a lot about food from hanging around sure. with Tom for 30 well, years. Duh. It's duh. less about that. Yeah. And You're more not the about deprecating pompous ass that he was and we'll <laughs> and we can still value, you know. 
<laughs> well, you know what? There are a lot of people that say that too. So I'm just saying that if 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 you're looking for the old time for tomorrow show, anyone that's still listening to the show knows that that is not going to happen anymore. That is not what this is anymore. Yeah. And and that's all I can only do the best that I can do. And, and I hope that that is good enough. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right now, what was the last thing on your me. list? Back to me. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh, she also talked about who that ice cream in Covington. Oh, who do? Who do? Who do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do? Who yeah. do? Yes. Uh huh. Who do? Yes. Uh, I haven't been there. It's delicioso. It's delicioso. Okay. Yes. All right. My wife you know it is? loves ice cream. I like it. She cream. will love it. She will love it, yeah. love it, love it. They are not doing something that they did before COVID, which is, you know, kind of common and unfortunate. And I really don't even know why. <laughs> Maybe a lot of people just have decided to use COVID as an excuse to not do something extra difficult. But they were actually doing something called ice cream flights. And you could, they yeah, have like a little yeah. board. Talk yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. They're not doing that right now. They're not doing it right now, but they are doing their delicious ice cream. Um, it's really okay. good. It's, um, it started out at the farmer's market in Covington, as a lot of things do. Right. And it's a brick and mortar on, it's not Columbia. Is it Columbia? Yeah. Maybe it's Columbia. Yeah. It's yes, Columbia. It yeah. Columbia. It is. It's, uh, it's on Columbia, a block off of Boston. So it's like one okay. block and it's the second door if you're heading north on the left. And it's okay, Hindu I'm, ice my, cream. My Columbia and Street is uh, focused around... <laughs> in the music business the tap room so it's it's right it's right across the street not directly across the street but it's right uh there's a place that's kind of music-y right next yeah, door to the, it rock, the blues club yeah that's it it's right next door to that right okay. next door all right okay now one more thing and this is okay. getting off to the new Oh, 20 seconds. It's uh, it's the Tom uh, Fitzmorris Food Show. That is what we are branding yeah. this as, the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. All right, Steve, you got to hold on again, and, and we'll come back to you in just a minute. But it's time for the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The U.S. House has given approval to a $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. The bill revamps the child tax credit, provides $1,400 stimulus checks to over 80% of Americans, increased health insurance subsidies, and a number of other items. The Biden administration says the stimulus portion is vital to ensuring the nation sees a robust economic recovery. Baton Rouge Congressman Garrett Graves says there's evidence that we won't need it. The Congressional Budget Office says that economic activity is going to recover to pre-pandemic levels by this summer without any further action, without this bill. Housing remains a big issue in southwest Louisiana after Hurricanes Laura and Delta destroyed thousands of homes. FEMA spokesperson Tiana Suber says they're working on temporary trailer placement for homeowners, but it can be a lengthy process. Because each parish has their own floodplain and they have their own zoning policies, and so FEMA is working with each of those parishes to help house displaced families. Louisiana Radio Network. Mueller Steel Buildings and Metal Roofing provide decades of dependability, and we stand behind our products. Hear from Mueller employees about how our customer relationships are built on integrity and trust. Mueller being around for 90 years shows that we stand the test of time for our customers. Trust is a gradual thing that's built. It's not something that happens just overnight. Mueller's done a, an excellent job of creating a culture where we, we care about the customer, we care about the products that we're, we're selling. 
and we want to be there for whatever they might need. The foundation of the Mueller culture is people helping people. Thanks to you, our customers, we've been privileged to serve our communities for 90 years. Visit us online today at MuellerINC.com. Mueller Inc. Metal roofs, metal buildings, made in America and made to last. Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stapa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to speak in easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I get misty just holding your hand. All right, let's go back to Steve for All your right. hopefully back. upbeat note. Go ahead. Okay, the, taking us to the real common man, have you had crispy, crunchy chicken? No, but you know what? Yesterday at Guillory's, they have become some big distributor of crispy, crunchy chicken, and I know that it is something that... Um, What's his name? Bobby Bear advertises on WWL. Is it good? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't tried it. But I'll, oh. You know, <laughs> well, I if I had jumped. known you were interested, I would have picked up some at Guillory's yesterday. But um, but I, it looks good. I mean, you know, it's it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, so it's I think. A, it's like it's like yeah. time save a chicken. You know, that's what I'm. That's it's all, served in fast food places. You know, I mean, not right. fast food. The The. Little gas station right. quick stops yep. and all of that. So I'm right. real interested. Well, just go get some. It's everywhere. Well, um, they won't let me drive anymore or, or ever <laughs> before either. Well, uh, Susan can drive you around. But, all right, I'll um, send, yes. I'll, I'll send yeah. Susan when she gets off of her nursing there job go. to go get me there crispy, crunchy chicken. Okay, and then you can report with. back on it. You can report okay. back and, on it. Uh, and Mary Lee, we need you. <laughs> you know what? I was I was talking to Mary Lee today. And she's not going to be uh, – you know, Jude is actually going to do the show with me, I think, one day next week he'll be here. And, um, uh-huh. and I uh, – I, that, that will be fun, but she is, she's, she's an artist. I mean, that's what she's doing now and that's what she'd like to do. Maybe at some point, but for now, you guys are stuck with me carrying the torch and we'll see. We're we're happy with that. Knock it out, girl. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All right. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. I do not want the show to become... Uh, what you call, let's see, what is it? The worst thing you can do in broadcasting is to talk about the show. So uh, that was something that needed to be said for a long time. And um, it, the opportunity simply presented itself very obviously. And I just had to go ahead and, and say it. So moving on 
this is what you have now. I can say things like your deaf dining rule, Tom, is number th 639, a restaurant that uses no locally produced foods and its cooking will always be inferior to one that does. The more, the better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, there's a lot of people that really like some restaurants that make no bones about the fact that they don't really do a whole lot in-house. And, um, you know, it's a lot of different things out there, a lot of strokes for different folks, and that's the way it is. The Edible Dictionary Word of the Day today is brought to you by Dorgnex, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. According to Food & Wine Magazine and their legion of customers, the Edible Dictionary Word today is clabber, the solid part of milk that has been allowed to sour and separate. It's the curd of curds and whey. This happens naturally to unpasteurized milk after a time, less often to pasteurized milk, and only after a long time or some special treatment of homogenized milk. Clabber has a somewhat sour flavor comparable to that of yogurt. When drained and allowed to dry, it's the beginning state of cheese. In New Orleans, clabber is packaged and sold as Creole cream cheese, a traditional breakfast food eaten with fruit or sugar. If you are a Creole cream cheese fan, give me a call, 556-9696. If you have not had Creole cream cheese, then someone who has had it, give us a call. And we can talk about the, it's a subtle distinction. It's a little more sour than regular cream cheese, which adds an extra dimension of flavor. And people, you know, it was, it was fading out for a while and now it's come, I won't say it's hip, but it's come back in. I'll read what Tom wrote about it. It's a distinctly local product enjoyed for over a hundred years before suddenly brought to the brink of extinction in the 1980s. The baby boom generation never picked up the habit from their parents and suddenly the last commercial dairy making Creole cream cheese gave it up. It made a comeback in recent times when the boomers felt nostalgic for the idea, if not the reality. Enough small dairies began making Creole cream cheese that it's now easily available again. Dairymen describe Creole cream cheese as clabber, the solid part of milk that has turned and separated. It has loose, soft curds in enough way to keep it moist. Good Creole cream cheese has a sour flavor more pronounced than Philadelphia cream cheese or cottage cheese, which it resembles. In the old days, Creole cream cheese was eaten with fresh fruit, notably strawberries and sugar as a breakfast item. Tom's mother loved it, and none of his siblings touched it. In these days, Creole cream cheese is more used to make dessert cheesecake, which it does very well, and savory cheesecake with the likes of mushrooms or crab meat. The dairies currently making excellent Creole cream cheese include Motes and Smith's. You can also make your own with little difficulty if you can find one odd but critical ingredient, rennet. It's more commonly known as animal rennet. Motes and Smith's are two North Shore dairies that are spectacularly good and really reminiscent of old-fashioned dairies, the likes of which you don't see anywhere. Who do we have on the line? Guido, okay. <laughs> Guido, I wanna tell you before you get started that you are the sponsored call of the day. And oh, the that's sponsor. Very good, Marianne. 
the sponsor of your call is Cava Bistro, which is fine dining that has just come to Metairie. It's in the space formerly occupied by a very good restaurant of its own, Cypress uh, Bistro, but Cava Bistro is kicking it up a whole bunch of notches. It's Danny Millen back in the kitchen where he belongs in a four or five star restaurant. That's Cava Bistro. Thank you, Guido, for allowing us to sponsor your call. You're welcome, Marianne. And this is actually Guy, but I'm traveling incognito today. <laughs> well, is it, wait a minute, is it Guy or Guy? Because, you know, in the old days that's you were why, Guy, but now you're I Guy. Said Guido, so we didn't get through the Guy situation. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. But you did it anyway. Shame I did it. I'm sorry, okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm calling about the Krispy Kreme conundrum. Okay. Crispy, crunchy chicken, rather. Uh-huh. Uh, I've had it. It's not, oh, my God. Brothers is way better. Popeye's is the best. Okay. However, Popeye's, like any fast food chain, varies from restaurant to restaurant. So you may go to a Popeye's that has great chicken, and you may go to a Popeye's that has terrible chicken. It depends on who's on that day. So, you know, that's a that's really what, interesting point that's worth investigating. I think. You know, uh, I wasn't impressed. You know, maybe my expectations were too high, but I'm mm -hmm. never disappointed at, uh, uh, at Popeye's. Brothers? I have been disappointed. Last time I got a, a 25 piece for $16.99 and uh, I froze a bunch of it and I ate it a little at a time. Still great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Popeye's is the king, certainly here. I mean, we had that little discussion not long ago about whether or not they were uh, retiring the Cajun um, rice, but it's here. It's not in other places, and I don't even know why that is. But um, yeah, but it's good stuff. It's no, you can't, you can't go wrong. Honestly, I have to say this though: a chicken breast that is fried, a la fast food, um, it is too big. It, the Popeyes chicken breasts are too big, in my opinion. And I, I, Thomas said that for a long time, that chickens are bloated yeah. up and then they yeah. just become too big. Yeah. Yeah. And that there chicken is certainly such a thing as too big a chicken. I, I totally chicken agree with that. And I find that the, the chicken breast that Popeye's serves is, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's too big. Do you think that? Do you think that there's such a thing as too big a chicken? Even when I make chicken soup, I just use leg quarters now because it, it comes out better. Yeah. Well, you know, leg, leg quarters are the hip new thing. You know, leg quarters and thighs are what chefs are using when, yeah. they, when they do chicken now. You know, if you have a fried chicken sandwich, it could just as easily be a uh, dark meat chicken thigh and, mm -hmm. and leg rather than a breast. Anyway, um, I'm glad to know what you think about crispy, crunchy chicken. I, too, have been wondering about it. Mm. And if I hadn't gotten a whole bunch of other things yesterday at Guillory's, I would have gotten the crispy, crunchy chicken because there it was in my face, and I only hear about it and see it and wow. never stop to get it. Yeah. I got so. it at the gas station on uh, 
Carrollton near Tulane. Okay. And uh, to be honest, it was sitting in the hot box. God knows how long it was in the hot box. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe that's why it wasn't so, oh, my God. Well, maybe it's true. Maybe that's what's true about Popeye's. It's so busy that the chicken is hot and it doesn't sit very long. I think that that yeah. definitely is a point to be made for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. And I, I think Brothers is the same way. They stay pretty darn busy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to beat fried chicken no matter, you know, I mean, you got to go some to have not good fried chicken. You know what I mean? It's hard to mess up good fried chicken unless yeah. it's the breath. You know, unless it's a breath, you know, they're always, I don't know. I just, you know, it's not the same as it doesn't have the juice that a, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's just two, the, the Popeye's chicken breasts are just too big. They're just too big. All right, Guido, thank you for calling. And I promise to, you can just call yourself G next time. And I what won't go I into the geek. What? what do I do about this, uh, a prize I won? It's not a prize. It's not a prize. You just the sponsored call. It's an honor. It's not a prize. Oh, I got you. It's an honor. <laughs> well, I'm honored. <laughs> That's it. You have the honor of being the sponsored call of the day. That's it. Okay, I got you. All right. Bless take care. You, honey, Thanks. Thank you Thanks. and have a good day. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to call and just, you know, shoot the breeze about food. That's what we're doing. Let's go to Dan after this break. We'll take a few minutes to take a break. We'll be back. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. Right down the highway from the excellent Keith Young Steakhouse is Five Girls. And the food is very good casual fare. Here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips, a great Cuban, good salads, and the best red beans and rice we have ever had. Poor boys, hamburgers, and terrific fried seafood. Five Girls, 305 Highway 21 in Madisonville, 985-845-2348. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Yes, indeed. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. I want to mention that Basil's Ace Hardware is where you are going to find seven different big green eggs. I didn't know there was a whole line of big green eggs. I know there were one or two sizes, but I didn't know seven. I got to go see them myself, but you should go see Fred and Joy Rittler and ask them to show you the line of big green eggs. It is coming up on grilling season now where you want to be outside and enjoying life. Yeah, you can still do that and have something on the grill. And uh, if you don't need a grill, they have all kinds of grilling accessories. That's Basil's Ace Hardware. All right, let's go to Dan. Dan? Hello. How you doing, hey. Marianne? I'm glad all right, how about you? you? I'm glad I called you within, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, to tell you that you had reached the top of my list as far as, People I like to talk to on the phone, so 
it sounds like I'll be talking to you a lot more. Yes, I think you will. I think you will. And as usual, you always bring in back memories for me. First you started with the cream cheese, and now you're back here to the, the chicken. Uh, let's go to the cream cheese. My aunt and the, a lot of my family lived on the North Shore around Abita Springs in that area. And uh, one of my aunts always had a cow, and she was forever making fresh cream cheese. And she would just get the curds and hang them up in, I think it was a stocking, to be honest with you. But anyway, some sort of rag and let it drip into the, uh, I say sink, but it's sink, into the sink. And the so, zinc. My mom yeah, used to say the zinc. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised with the zinc, but as I got older, I mm-hmm. found out it was really a zinc. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a sink? I thought it was yeah. a sink. Go ahead. <laughs> it must be a new creation, you know. But anyway, <laughs> she would let that drip. And I used to love, we used to call it clabber. Yeah, that's she what it that. is. It's clabber. Clabber. Right. Yeah. And and she would let it drip until it became cream cheese, you know, dried it out a little bit. Yep. And mm-hmm. I used to love that stuff, and I still enjoy it. I'll get it down here at Sopardos, and uh, mm-hmm. boy, have they shrunk the container up, you know. I get it now, and I'm saying, well, well, you know, I better get two of them. <laughs> it's probably two or three times the price because it's back in, in hipness now. It's two or three times the price and, and uh, half the amount. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that it was becoming uh, popular again. Well, you know? it's, 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 it, it comes and it goes. Like, it was really popular a couple of years ago. You don't hear about it as much, so it may be on the wane. But it was pretty much extinct for a while there. And then I would say within the last, I don't know, five or six years to maybe a year or two ago, it was really kind of hot. Did you ever eat Creole cream cheese ice cream? Um, yeah, I've heard, I've had that. I've had Creole cream uh, cheese cheesecake. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That, that used to be one of my favorites. You well, you know where you before? can get it. I think that I think they have it at um, at Creole Creamery. I think Creole Creamery has it. Do you remember? And you might Gold even be able to get it in the store. Do you remember Gold Seal Creamery? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the people that had the uh, Christmas display on Canal Street. Uh, was I was uh, I was passing on St. Charles the other day, and it's almost Easter time, and I remembered the bunnies in the, what was that florist shop on, yeah, on yeah. St. Charles? It's now a condominium complex. Uh, but you're kidding anyway. me. I used to go see that every year yep. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> It's it's been a condominium complex for about ten years, I want to say. Yeah, fine. Then it's been a long time. Long I'm time. To, I'm getting to where I can hardly remember stuff anymore. But I found out <laughs> that, that the stuff I can't remember happened yesterday, and now the stuff no. that you and I talk about is coming back to me. You know, fifty. See, and it's it's coming ago. back in style too. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back in style too. I, let's, let's All right, Dan. Chicken. Can I talk to you about chicken just for a quick minute? Yes, yes, my very quickly. I think right, my favorite right now is Brothers. And I know that's what the, that's what Guy just said. Yeah, that, yeah Brothers. That, I think that's, that's the uh, Muslim people that have that, and they they, yeah. they they speak 
Arabic when you're in there frequently. Is that is that mostly in gas stations? Is that yeah, mostly in gas one stations? I go to okay. The Shell station on Vets down uh-huh. where the park is down uh-huh. park down that way by David Drive. Okay. And uh-huh. yes, right. they have chicken livers fried that they fry by order, so they're always fresh. You have to wait huh. ten minutes. They fry them ten minutes. Does Popeyes does Popeyes have chicken livers? No. I mean, it's no. not something I would look I think for. One place okay. has them on uh, West Esplanade down in Kenner, that one down that way. I think that Popeyes used to have them recently, but I haven't checked on them. Yeah. Bye. Okay. All right. Good Take one. care. Bye bye. Let's go to Brian. Brian. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hey. hey. Uh, this is Brian in Mississippi. I emailed you a couple of weeks ago. But I just wanted to say as far as the statement, wonderful job. We love you and keep it up. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, There are a lot of people that want this show to continue. We hear from them all the time. It is my... And, I, and in this these crazy times, something like is, is really enjoyable. Thank you. Yes, I totally agree with that. And that's why we will we will bite and scratch and fight to keep going. And uh, and I hope that everyone is is on board. You know, it's like my daughter says about the rest of the world. She says, like it or not, mom, we're all strapped in this roller coaster. So that's strap right. in the roller coaster you- and come on come along for the ride. You keep up the good work, and I learned something from Guido. I never thought about <laughs> freezing fried chicken. There you go. See, that's why this show has value because people share ideas about yeah. something that doesn't have tremendous monumental import, in it, but it's just pleasure, and there's not enough pleasure anymore. So I couldn't agree more. And yeah. Maybe so too late tune today, in. Maybe, maybe a topic for another day. I'm wondering people's thoughts on air fryers. Is this a fact? Oh, there's a lot of thoughts on air fryers. <laughs> yeah. I, Nicole Dorignac, as you know, who is on the show every Thursday, sure. texted me saying that they were the original ones who brought Creole cream cheese into the market. And I told her to call up, and I hope she's listening and will call. But she is obsessed with her air fryer, so maybe we can get her to talk about that, too. Okay. Well, if you can't sleep right. in the middle of the night, that's all that's on TV. <laughs> and I don't know which one to- <laughs> You know, an indoor grill, air fryer, you know, ninja foodie, what, which one's the best? Again, Sorry. isn't that better than everything else you could listen, look at on TV? I mean, that's a sad statement of affairs when you prefer yeah. to watch an infomercial to well, something I mean, else. how can you turn it off? You just get sucked in with all the, the people looking food. I so. do, too. My daughter says I'm the biggest sucker in the world. I have a couple of different exercise machines that I bought that way, not to mention skincare products. See, I don't do the, the, the air fryer or anything like that. Because first of all, right. I don't have any place to put that stuff. And you can get to the point where there's no place for you in your own kitchen. But and I do actually use the exercise equipment. But um, but there, I have a big pile of skincare stuff that's just sitting here. So yeah, <laughs> it's easy to get sucked into an infomercial very much. So anyway, sure, all right. Sure. Well, look, I'm gonna keep y'all in okay. my prayers and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I want to say as a uh, as an addendum to that 
uh, little speech that I gave earlier. If you want the show to continue, please tell your friends about the show. Please patronize the sponsors. These are the things that will keep the show, the, the food show, on the air, and it's it's an important thing to do, I think. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you would like to talk to me, I'm here to do that with you. And uh, we were talking about food, which is what Tom Fitzmorris has been doing for the last 33 years. And sometimes, you know, pops in every now and then to keep doing it. But for the most part, you got me now. That's, that's what we're doing. The words to drink by today from an unknown author about coffee from the 1500s. This Satan's drink is so delicious that it would be a pity to let the infidels have exclusive use of it. We shall cheat Satan by baptizing it. <laughs> you know, I've been fascinated by Tom's Almanac since the first time I read it. I don't know where he got all this stuff, but it is a wealth of tidbits of information as he has always been himself. And um, I'm always intrigued by the more unusual quotes that are in here. Words to eat by today from Clifton Fadiman. A man who is careful with his palate is not likely to be careless with his paragraphs. And sometimes they can't all be gems. <laughs> We're talking about Creole cream cheese today. Happy birthday to Duke Le Cicero, who is 60 years old today. Gosh, it goes by quickly, doesn't it? The old kitchen sage says today, the way to determine whether fish on the grill or in the broiler is cooked is to jab a kitchen fork into the center of the fish and hold it there for about five seconds. Pull it out and tough the tines, touch the tines to your lips. If it feels warm at all, the fish is done. Your lips are very sensitive to heat and quite accurate. Do this carefully. You will not likely burn your lips, but you don't want to poke yourself in the eye. <laughs> you know, I am never uh, one to do that sort of thing because I tend to intentionally overcook everything, especially fish and shrimp, even more so, because I had an unfortunate incident with undercooked shrimp once, which has scarred me for life. And I keep thinking I'm going to get over it at some point, but I don't think I'm going to get over it. So uh, I, I will eat shrimp to a certain point, And if there's any question at all, then, and then I, I take it home and I reheat it. So it's, it's cooked to death. But um, You'd be surprised how much of that very technique goes on in restaurants everywhere. I'm hoping to get Tom uh, on the show for a few minutes here because in uh, 1975, today, Tom read a two-minute review of the Coffee Pot restaurant in the French Quarter on WGSO 1280 radio. New Orleans' leading talk radio station at the time. He has broadcast some kind of daily radio show every weekday ever since. He remained on WGSO until 1983, then did a couple of years on BYU, which is where I met him, and WWL. His current program is back on WGSO after having been on WSMB since 1988. 
The management changed the call letters there to 3WL in 2005, and the show moved back to its original WGSO 990 a few months ago. It's now the longest-running radio program of any kind in New Orleans radio history. Food is a good topic for radio. So it's 46 years that Tom's been doing something about food on the radio. That's how I met him at WBYU. He came in to, to tape a few of those things. And, uh, and of course, <laughs> I needed help with electronics back then, too. <laughs> All right, that's it for us for this hour. We'll be back for the second hour of the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show. You're listening to WGSO New Orleans. It's time for the news for the Louisiana Radio Network. It's 3 o'clock. This is Alex Jones. Listen to me on WGSO 990 AM, the only locally owned independent news talk station in New Orleans. Biden will sign it. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying... The bill text will be rechecked, printed, and signed by the appropriate leaders in the House and Senate. The House clerks will then deliver it to the White House for the president's signature. We expect that delivery to happen sometime tomorrow. The bill passing both the House and Senate with no Republican support. The only Democrat to vote against the bill in the House, Maine Representative Jared Golden. A team of scientists is accusing the CDC of misrepresenting their research and its guidance on school closures. In an op-ed for USA Today, the three scientists urged the CDC to loosen the rules now and let all schools open their doors. They say science shows it's safe for schools to reopen. This is USA Radio News. The following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. The new year is here, and the time is now to capitalize on the gold stocks boom in the U.S. markets. More stimulus and higher inflation could potentially drive gold prices to record highs in 2021. And with gold exploration stocks poised to skyrocket in the coming months, you have an opportunity to position your trades with red-hot gold exploration stock opportunities. Text the word GOLD to 48542. Get front row access to market intelligence intelligence when you text the word gold to 48542 and to set your investment research strategy to hyper growth mode with your free subscription to the gold market research report text gold to 48542 and have this red hot intelligence delivered directly to your mobile device so you can make decisions as market conditions change if you're interested in our hit list of the most promising gold exploration stocks then text the word gold to 48542 and don't get left behind in 2021 text gold to 48542 the White House is defending the new administration's border policies. President Biden has made clear from day one that he wants to change our immigration system. Doing so means truly building back better. White House border advisor Roberta Jacobson telling reporters it will take time to repair and redo the immigration policies of the prior Trump administration. Jacobson continuing with the message for everyone in Central America. Neither this announcement nor any of the other measures suggest that anyone, especially children and families with young children, should make the dangerous trip to try and enter the U.S. in an irregular fashion. Veteran federal judge Merrick Garland is headed to the Justice Department. The yeas are 70, the nays are 30, and the nomination is confirmed. The Senate confirming Garland as Attorney General on Wednesday in a bipartisan vote. You're listening to USA Radio News. You've heard me talking about my pillow for three years, folks. It's the truth. I get the best sleep of my life with a my pillow. You can do it too. 
60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty made in the USA. You'll sleep well or you'll get your money back. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, get two MyPillow premium pillows for the price of one, or call 1-800-951-8175. Get the best sleep of your life and do it now. House GOP members are not happy with the wasteful spending on the Biden COVID-19 stimulus package. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. House Republicans are ripping a nearly $2 trillion stimulus bill that's expected to get final approval in the House on Wednesday. Wyoming's Liz Cheney saying the nearly $2 trillion bill is a spending burden. In the Senate, Republican Senator from Wisconsin, Ron Johnson, reminding everyone. On top of that, trillion dollars is currently on. Just a few clouds tonight. No major changes coming up except for a slightly milder, more humid. It's 80-ish now, looks like, for the rest of the week. Early morning loads tomorrow. Start the day around low 60s to 60. Goes to an afternoon high near 80. Sunny to partly cloudy conditions tomorrow. Friday, partly sunny to cloudy at times near 80. Dry, dry Saturday, too, with a high of near 80. As we get this Sunday, more clouds. About 80-ish with a chance of some scattered afternoon showers. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. here is me eating peanuts. I have peanuts from the peanut saga. I bought a whole can of them and um, instead of the the little Lance peanuts in the little package that you can buy, I bought the Big Planters cocktail peanuts so there'll be a lot of a lot more of them to tempt me for a long time. Anyway, 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk about food, you're going to have to do that with me, Marianne Fitzmorris, on the Tom Fitzmorris Food Show. Today is Creole Cream Cheese Day. We talked a little bit about that. It's also Chef Duke's birthday. I hope he calls us. And I wanted to talk to Tom about his starting out in radio because it's kind of an anniversary for him but he said he doesn't want to talk right now so we're not gonna we're not gonna do that in 1982 all nine planets lined up sort of one side of the sun giving people other than crossword puzzle fans the chance to use the word i don't know (laughs) i don't even know if that's a word singy perhaps because of this A restaurant check that Tom did added for correctness proved to be wrong in his favor. I wish he could explain that. I just sort of start reading it and then I realize, wait, I'm kind of in too deep here. The branch is about to break off behind me. 5569696 is the number. I do not have the sponsored call anymore to woo you to call. 
But I do have books. If you would like some books, I would love to give a book to someone who has not called the show before. And he wants to call up and talk about food because that's all we do here. That's what Tom's been doing for 33 years. That's a long time. Me, a little bit less so. So I started to say I went to Treps the other day. And um, Mid-City has its fair share of restaurants for sure. Tom has always had this theory and I don't know if it's a theory or if it's just a fact, but um, it's called the um, restaurant row observation. And Tom has said that when restaurants put steaks down next to each other, rather than it being a competitive thing, it actually helps the restaurant that they put steaks down next to so that you shouldn't view it as a bad thing. It's a good thing because when diners go to restaurants and they can't get into one restaurant, they'll just walk to the next restaurant. And so it's sort of, floats the boat of all the restaurants. So we went to Treps over the weekend and it was right next door to a place called Klessy's, which is on Bienville. They're both on Bienville right next door to each other. And Klessy's had a line. They were very, very busy. And traps did not, which again, should have gone boop, boop, boop in my brain. So uh, they've been open for a couple of months and um, it's a really cool place. It's like a place that re re reminds me of LA. You know, it's really kind of a hip place, an indoor, outdoor kind of place, which is definitely my kind of, of space. And this was kind of what started my whole 90% ordinary food thing that I've been on for a couple of days now. So we went to the outside table and um, what was weird about it was, was that even though <clears throat> masks are not required outside, because it was a restaurant, we were required to wear a mask outside so that we could get to our table and take off the mask like you do in a restaurant that's indoors, but this was outside. And I would say that doesn't make any sense, but none of this has ever made sense from the beginning. So it's just another thing to chuckle about. So we put the mask on, we sat down, we took it off and uh, we were outside the whole time. And the space is really, really cool. And so we ordered a few things from the menu. It's your typical casual, I would say takeoff on Houston's. It's not really a takeoff on Houston's. Houston started this whole kind of dining where it's just fine food. So, you know, the usual suspects were there, the boudin egg rolls, the spin dip, the ahi tuna, um, then those sandwiches, couple of salads, 
oysters, I think. So we got the spin dip, which, you know, I've said this before. It is hurt near impossible for me to find a tapenade that I can go meh about. And I've only had one tapenade like that. And I think it was in Ireland, so I couldn't, they can't really be faulted for making a faulty <laughs> tapenade. That's not something you should see there. But anyway, um, the same was true of this particular spin dip. I never don't finish spin dip. And you know, I can't even explain to you what I didn't like about it. it there was nothing actually wrong with it. It was spinach, it was the creamy stuff, it was the cheesy stuff. And I just didn't find myself inclined to eat any more of it. They had house-made fried tortilla chips to go along with it, which were also sort of mediocre. And I just was looking at it going, you know, I, I should be all over this, but I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't want any more of this. So I didn't eat any more of it. There was a burger on the menu and I was with Mary Lee, so we really needed to get a burger because that's kind of what we do. So I got a burger and then I talked her out of the salad and she got um, a pulled pork sandwich. And the burger was, they were very proud of their meat blend. You know, that's kind of the thing now to blend a whole bunch of kinds of meat, all of which includes at some point either short rib or brisket. But in this case, it included both, along with the old good old pedestrian chuck. And so I thought, oh, this is going to be really good. It's got all these different kinds of meats in here, and I'm sure it's going to have the oozing American cheese, and, you know, this is going to be a really great burger. It was not. And it was just that it was... I'm sure that the meats were all great, but they were, it was too hard a piece of meat. And if I'm going to eat a steak, then I want it to be something that I, you know, have to chew on a little bit. I do not expect that in a burger. And that's what was the case here. So again, another thing that I was not particularly motivated to eat more of. On the other hand, the, Pulled pork sandwich was really good. It was um, on that bami, bami um, bread, and it was um, loaded with creamy coleslaw and pickled vegetables and all those things that together make a really interesting bite of food. So it was good. That was a really good thing. But we had these two piles of french fries and neither one of us ate any of them because they were perfectly ordinary french fries so i left there and i started my thought about the ordinary food so it was actually this weekend when the ordinary food feeling came over me and i was wondering if there's so much ordinary food out there because people just don't care about it. 
And I'm still wondering about that. And I'm probably going to keep wondering about that. But then I had two more ordinary meals after that. And I'm starting to conclude that the answer to that is yes. That's exactly why people just don't really care that much. Which is kind of a pity because you can pay the same amount for bad food or ordinary food. Not you can, you do pay the same amount for ordinary food as you do for better food. And there's just something really wrong with that. Anyway, 5569696 is the number. If you want to weigh in on this or any other topic, please give us a call. The Tom Fitzmore's Food Show will be back. One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's.com. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. I want to mention that Jack Mill Inn is a wonderful place to go. It is a destination restaurant. True enough, but very much worth it. This is definitely not one of those places that falls into the 90%. This is absolutely of the 10% group. Josh Garrick is a fantastic chef. Paul Murphy is an excellent restaurateur. Paul Murphy has been at it for 43 years in Hammond. Yes, it is a drive, but it is well worth it. We have a lot of listeners in Hammond, but most are on the, on the South Shore. If you are looking for a place that is romantic, and delicious this would be the place it's a good place for a wedding for a party they have a great sunday brunch they have their steak knife on steak night on tuesday night if you go to that please give us a call and give us a report on that i do like steak nights on fridays there is a terrific lunch special two courses for 15 dollars. this is not just you know eh, kind of food this is really delicious gourmet food you will get a complimentary soup or salad with any entree at any of paul murphy's restaurants it's a really good place to go i highly encourage you to give it a try if you have not done so yet jack Mellon to make a reservation is 985-542-0043 they are located at 903 east morris avenue in hammond which is between one way of the highway and the other way of the highway. It's situated right between those two. And it's, it's just a really cool place. Beautiful gardens, really nice place. 5569696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I am here to do that with you. 
Let's see what else Tom has in his almanac today. I think I may have gone through just about all of it, which means that <clears throat> I would love for someone to give me a call so that we can talk more about food. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Tom has as his food namesakes, he has um, people whose names have some, they're, they're a food word. So there's one in here today a film and television writer and director named Paul Haggis, who was born today in 1953. If you are not familiar with Haggis, I would say get familiar with it, but I'm not going to say that because it's kind of a gross thing. And uh, this is the kind of thing that makes the distinction between uh, me doing the food show and Tom doing the food show, because Tom has probably had Haggis and while he may not have liked it, while he may not have liked it, he at least had it. <laughs> Whereas I'm likely to go, what? I don't think so. We have our goddess on the phone today for an extra treat because tomorrow is Nicole Dorignac's regular stint on the food show. But you are calling in, I believe, to talk about Creole cream cheese, huh? Yeah. I am. I'm calling to talk about Creole cream cheese because um, everyone knows that Zornax makes the best. Um, the original recipe that was sold from, I can't remember if it was Brown's Velvet or Golden Seal, but way back in the day. And people know that shop at the store. They got the little room upstairs where they make it. And it's just, I couldn't oh, really? go by. See, everyone oh, doesn't yeah. know that. I didn't know oh, that. Uh, I eat it well. Well, you <laughs> shop there that much. <laughs> you were from the other side of the. Uh, uh, I've know, the always side. been from the other side. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. So, so, I, um, so wait, you you're making the Creole cream cheese upstairs at Dorignac's? Yeah, they have we have a room upstairs that like I didn't know um, that. there's like special little uh, cup. There's a way it's all done. Like when the man was talking about with the cow and the draining. There's like a there's a whole process and temperature. I don't know all of it, but we only we've only had probably more since Jody's grandfather was alive. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe five or six people in all of those years in the whole seventy five plus years of the store that even know how to make it because <clears throat> mm. it's like a special process. So it's funny they okay. have people come in all the time looking for it. My um. My grand, my dad used to eat it. Jody, you know everybody. I I don't eat it because I don't drink milk, but some uh -huh. people do it salty. Some people do it with sugar on it, fruit. You know, it's it's a thing. So, have yeah. you noticed in the last? I don't know. Okay, so they it kind of disappeared. I think Tom's hundred percent correct. It disappeared sort of from popularity and widespread use in the eighties. And then right. it came back again for a resurgence of popularity about, I don't know, what, 10 years ago? And it's, it's waned again. So have you noticed in sales what the trend is for Creole okay. cream cheese at this moment? So when they – this is what I suspect. So we've mm -hmm. always – I mean, from growing up, just knowing, like, the buzz, like, They've always sold a amount, you know, an ungodly amount of it. I mean, like we sell out of it uh -huh. all. With, you know, that's yeah. one thing that does not get uh, waste. You know, shrunk out, damaged out. We always sell out of that. 
But I uh-huh. think when they started doing the things like the, uh, well, Smith Creamery across the lake was one of the creameries that used to do it. Right. And there were right. like the parties and other stores do carry some of the, uh, you know, I think we've carried uh-huh. some of those too. But I think when they started making like the cheesecakes and the ice cream, when it became kind of a incorporated into dessert, because the process, like I said, it's, it's like a pretty intricate process. Uh-huh. Um, the way they do it, or it's not intricate, but special, like it's very detailed. But anyway, long story short, um, I think that's why when people start, like when food got more fun and people were experimenting with desserts and stuff, because like the ice cream has been around probably about that long. And, you know, so I think that's why it got popular. And then <clears throat> because of the process, I mean, it's kind of tedious. That might mm-hmm. be why it dropped off because the labor might not be worth, you know, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like the farmers markets and all. If you don't sell out, I mean, it only stays good for like a day or two. Well, maybe three days. Maybe three days. I don't know. I don't need it. So I don't know how. Long and you always, you always sell out. You always sell out. Oh yeah. Oh my lord. Huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And now is Smith? Smith is still around, isn't it? Huh? Smiths is still around, aren't they? I I know the creamery is, I'm pretty sure, because okay. I have a friend that goes to the Covington Farmer's Market to get the milk okay. all the time. Okay. So I'm it's sure special. Do it and, mm-hmm. It is. It's really special. And Mote's is also really special. I mean, both of those dairies on the North Shore, they're very limited in their ability to supply you know, so they don't advertise, they don't, you know, they, they kind of keep mm-hmm. a low profile. And if you're, mm-hmm. if you know it and you're into it, then you know where to get it and you get it. Mm-hmm. But it, but it is absolutely a superior product. <clears throat> I had no idea you were making cheese upstairs. Well, Creole cream cheese. <laughs> I had no idea. And you no sell idea. out all the time. Secrets. Huh? Now, have you had to ramp up production as things have gotten busier? In other words, I feel like there's been a trend with this up and down. And you would know based on your demand that yeah, it's popular ask, again. I'll ask Kim and Bart, the two people who make it right now, if they've noted when if they've noticed changes. Because all I know is sometimes you'll be in the store and it's like six thirty, seven o'clock at night, and somebody'll be like Y'all out of Creole cream cheese? Yeah. Really? Really? Okay. Well, I would guess that you would ramp it up. I would guess that you would ramp it up if you get, you know, one person or 10 people asking for it, then you would ramp up production if you've noticed that, which I would imagine you would have noticed it. So I'm kind of curious to see for your report tomorrow, add something to your list. Okay. What is, mm -hmm. what is the rise and fall of demand for Creole cream cheese? You're going to be busy tomorrow because Sylvia is going to call and talk about her fennel salad. Sylvia made a fennel salad. Sylvia could go into selling fennel. I think she's got these gorgeous, blooming everywhere fronds of fennel and um and she's made this fennel salad and is very excited about it i want to try it myself but um between that and is this your is this the day after you get your big report i think you get oh it's next week okay okay so so you'll have just the extra You'll have just the extra fennel salad and the um, Creole cream cheese question to answer. Okay. Okay. No That's problem. It. Yes, All right. I am. All right. We'll, 
We'll let you ponder right. that one for the evening. <clears throat> All, All right. right. Thanks. We'll All right. Take care. Nicole Dorignac, who we hear from every Thursday and who will be back tomorrow. She says that there are certain Thursdays where she has a lot more to say because she gets a report on what's out there and what's what's coming up or what's coming down the pipe as to a problem or or a problem resolved. And so I thought maybe tomorrow was that Thursday, but it is not. So we'll have just a regular report from Nicole tomorrow. Next week, I believe our friend Stan is coming back. <clears throat> he has left Las Vegas where he spent the winter and is making his way back to New Orleans. And I believe that he is in Oceanside right now, Henry. So um, we can maybe get him to uh, to give us a report on what it's like at, at home for you. What was the last time you were in Oceanside? Do you go very often? I haven't been in a little while. I haven't. Oh, I guess because uh, of COVID. Because of yeah. COVID, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But a uh, beautiful place. I'm excited to see what he has to say. Yeah, before before COVID though, when you were here, did you go regularly? No, not that regular. Maybe once a year, I'd say, because okay. my family they're up in well, they're they're not in Oceanside anymore. Okay, so you have all right. So you don't really go that often to Oceanside. All right. Well, it is a beautiful place, and um, and Stan is going. I told him that that's where you're from, so I, I think he'll he'll give you a little report. Uh, from your home. That county, North County, best place for beer. I'm going to say this, it's going to upset people, but I think that's the best place to drink beer in the country, in my opinion. North County, amazing beer and so much of it. Why? Do you, do you know why? Uh, I think there, there are quite a few laws that allow microbreweries to really thrive there. There's a lot of tax incentives. And plus, I think the ocean air, it's just a beautiful place to have a pint outside in the mm -hmm. fresh air. Well, I mean, it's a beautiful place to eat or drink anything all the time in California. I mean, that's just, that's why so many people go there and, and stay there, even though there are other reasons not to be there. But um, yeah, it's it's good stuff. You Are you familiar with, um, oh gosh, now I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's, it's a little bit north of Oceanside and it's, um, I'm going to have to think of it. But it's, it's the marine uh, base north of Oceanside. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 between the airport and what's what's Manhattan Beach, Manhattan Beach. Yeah. So Manhattan Beach, Simsies. Is it Simsies? Do you know Simsies? I don't think I do. Yeah, Simsies is a really it's a good place. And uh, it's right, you know, like a block or two from the ocean. And it's in Manhattan Beach. And I think of that when you're talking about to have a, a pint I wouldn't be having a pint, but anyway. All right, we'll be back. Time for the bottom of the hour news from Louisiana Radio Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. More Louisianans have now completed their vaccine series than have tested positive for COVID. Governor Edwards says the 450,000 series completions are proof the state is serious about fighting the pandemic and committed to ending it. That's another good milestone that we're looking uh, forward to, to having many more uh, of those types of milestones. The number is expected to balloon even faster now that those 16 and older with a wide range of common comorbidities are eligible to get vaccinated. And Farmers Insurance, the ninth largest property and casualty insurance carrier in the country, is returning to Louisiana after a seven-year hiatus. Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin says adding the Bayou State and others is part of farmers' growth to return to the states east of the Mississippi in a big way and will be the 40th state where the company sells insurance under the farmer's brand. 
Farmers left in 2014 after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. Louisiana Radio Network. And with that, the Tigers are putting another point onto the scoreboard. The runner is coming around and he's heading to home plate. But wait, he's running. He's running to the newsstand to pick up the latest edition of Tiger Rag Magazine. I've never seen anything like it before. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag Magazine. Are you looking for the latest in LSU sports news? Tiger Rag Magazine. No worries. We've got you covered. Tiger Rag Magazine. Check this out. Get Tiger Rag in your rotation. Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Find it local newsstands, deliver to your mailbox, or flip the pages on TigerRag.com. Tiger Rag Magazine covers all things LSU sports. Wake up with a fresh dish of sports news direct to your email. Tiger Rag Daily. You've got all the LSU sports news you need. Football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, gymnastics, track. We's got it all. Tiger Rag. AOS Interior Environments are the largest design assist furniture, fixtures, and equipment contractor in Louisiana and Mississippi. AOS Interior Environments believe they can't succeed if those around them falter. That's why they've partnered with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.thefunkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge on March 12th, Sun Pie Barns, and March 19th, the Get Together Band. For more info on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to thefunkyuncle.live. AOS Interior Environments, where good design is good business. Find them on the web at thinkaos.com. Autumn in New York, why does it seem so inviting? Henry, I have a question for you. <clears throat> Please go ahead. Have you heard have you heard of Paradigm Gardens? Paradigm Gardens. I'm not sure I have. Cause we got an email from them today with a really interesting event coming up. I mean, this is interesting to me, but I don't, you know, it's going to be kind of strange. But it's on Rampart Street, and I don't know, 1131 Rampart. So maybe that's in um, Treme, or I'm not sure where that is. But anyway, it is a medieval feast. It's right next to Central City Barbecue, if you know where that is. It, it is? That's on Rampart Street. Uh, oh, this is I'm, yeah, I believe so. What you said eleven eleven thirty? No, I don't think so. Okay, maybe eleven thirty one. Eleven thirty one South Rampart. Well, I guess maybe. I'm looking at a map. Maybe I'm wrong. South, if South, if it's South Rampart, yeah. So, um, I didn't realize that was on Rampart Street, Central City. I don't know. Um, well, it, well, it's maybe. right off Rampart Street. Uh, uh, yeah. Central City is just a few buildings over. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Okay, so that so it's in so it's in Central City then is is what where this place is then. I was thinking it's the other way, but you're right. Of course, South South Rampart is heading toward the river. So, um, so okay then if that's that's all the more interesting. A Paradigm mm -hmm. Gardens. I have no idea what that is. I've never heard of this, but um, 
it's apparently got a, a big yard and uh, and they're going to have a medieval feast, which which seems Ooh. wildly quirky, but interesting. <laughs> anyway, I've invited them on the show because um, I I don't know why I I'm just sort of fascinated with all things medieval. Well, and, have you? Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good. Have no. you ever been to uh, medieval times out in Los Angeles? No. Oh no. But do you know what it is? No. It's a very fun... Uh, it is so cheesy, Marianne. You should look it up. It is so <laughs> cheesy. Essentially, it's a Renaissance fair type uh, show with uh-huh. a meal. So you go into a big uh, high school basketball arena. You get uh, drunk beforehand and you have a big turkey leg that you eat like a medieval <laughs> peasant. And you watch uh, horse tricks. Uh, you watch falcon. catapult. Catapults, yes. It's great. Yeah. Well, you see, when I'm in Los Angeles, first of all, I'm there to play with my grandkids. So I, you know, I would never be at something like that anyway. And it's one of those things which I have to say is, you know, part of my personality. I'm fascinated by something, Mm -hmm. but not really, you know. So I don't know if I would like this medieval feast, but I'm fascinated by the idea of it. You said Eric's on the phone? He is. Look up a video, though. You will love it. It's so cheesy. Well, I don't really like cheesy, Henry. You've been doing this show for how long? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to Eric. Eric. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, hey Paradigm Gardens is right next to Central City. Okay. Have you yeah. been? No. I what, it's what's the deal? New. So I think oh, okay. it's kind of new. Okay. It's, a, um, it's like a banquet or like special event facility that they hold different special events. If I'm not uh-huh. mistaken, Central City kind of owns that whole, um, uh. almost that whole block. And this is, uh-huh. I think it's an outshoot of them. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, I know they have some gardens over there that they grow a lot of produce on right next door. And I think this uh. is the venue that they've opened. So, um, Well, I'm going to read directly yeah. from the press release. It says, March 19th and 20th, Paradigm Gardens presents Medieval Feast in the Garden. Come ye knights and ladies. Does that sound cheesy, Henry? Squires, jesters, kings and queens, and feast at Paradigm Gardens in a COVID-safe environment. A delectable five-course medieval-themed meal. So I guess they're going past turkey legs. Prepared by the amazing chefs from Caribou Kitchen on our brick wood-fired oven and grill. Delicious garden cocktails and local craft beers. Melodic sounds. Medieval times, that's for sure. Yeah, melodic medieval sounds of toot and lute, followed by more danceable tunes by DJ Kosh. So anyway, that sounds kind of interesting. I have to say, (laughs) I might want to do that because... um, because you know it's medieval and whenever i see something medieval even you know like i would hate to have been in medieval times you know just imagine that like i say i always say to people i mean you know okay things are not good right now but can you imagine you know medieval times and then and then i've said about the before the last election i said forget it no matter who wins we're going back to medieval times so it doesn't really matter (laughs) 
<laughs> so maybe I maybe I should go just to, to see what that's going to be like. But yeah. I do think yeah. that everything I've ever read about medieval feasts is fascinating to me, just the sheer gluttony of it. I'm sure that you're not going to allow, I'm sure you're not going to be allowed to, you know, eat gluttonously here. That's going to have a strict, a, a set price. In the, but I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm very curious about it. Yeah, it might be cool. Yeah. So anyway, I asked them if they wanted to come on the show. So hopefully they'll they'll be on the show. But I just was Good. intrigued by that. I do think that the turkey leg, the ubiquitous turkey leg, is not the only representation of a medieval feast. It's far far grosser than that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so honestly, so I'm looking. I just looked at one thing on the website, and it says venue rental price is twenty five hundred dollars for a three hour event. So it's not a cheap place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the medieval feasts in the court were still gross, but really lavish, you know, so I mean, I'm not saying this is going to be gross. I'm sure this is going to be super cool, actually, you know, for those people who have a medieval obsession as I do. Go ahead. What? I was going to take you to task on this 90 to 10, 90, 10 thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, but you know, I'm right. I thought thought your pizza and burgers palette had disappeared but so let me give you this list so since thursday i've been at porter and luke's martin's mm-hmm. boulevard station six elgato negro two tonys and my favorite restaurant new orleans clancy's and i just i'm right I admit it i'm right yeah what i i you're right <laughs> i did not have an even clancy's which i am never going to bath Mostly mm-hmm. because I just love the atmosphere and I like the people mm-hmm. watch there. Um, mm-hmm. The food wasn't anything I, you know, I would say. See? Lee, that was a great mm-hmm. meal. God, I hate it when you're right. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm it's true you if one. you start thinking about it. Huh? Yeah. 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 It is kind of grim when you start thinking about it. And it's probably really grim for any restaurateur hearing us talk like this because, you know, I guess from a restaurateur standpoint, if you're a restaurateur who wants to take me to task, I'd be really interested in hearing it because, you know, there are a lot of people who buy really good ingredients and maybe don't know what to do with them. There are people who buy lesser ingredients and do really great stuff with them. But is there really a call by diners for a restaurateur to pull out all the stops. Maybe there isn't. Uh, uh, I went to Station 6 on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good chef, right? She does a great job. I'm not sure uh-huh. she's in the kitchen all the time, but uh-huh. 45 to 50-minute wait. Um, uh-huh. Two sets of drinks while I'm waiting to get into the place. Uh, it it's and it was constant after I left, and that was like at nine o'clock. Yeah, I, I had five of us, and I would hasten. I'd, I'd hesitate to speak for all five of them, but I would say they'd probably all say the same thing. Just more than anything that I would have to, you know, write down in my diary that I couldn't live without. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. I'll let the rest of uh, I'll let everybody else weigh in on this, but. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I really hated making this call, but um, I, I needed to do it. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, you, be, you, I'm glad you went go, to your bigger self. Go ahead, what? Well, yesterday when you first made that statement, I go, what is she talking about? She's knocked mm-hmm. my pizza choices the last few times. 
And she's not on the same page as the burger. But then the 90s thing goes, now she's gone too far. And then you look mm-hmm. back and do the and do the research. Do and the do, math, my friend. Do yeah. the math. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, the uh, last time, what was, what, okay, before you go, though, yeah. when was the last time you left a place excited about it? The time you, my, our friend, and Tom ate at that restaurant across the lake. Chifunctus? Um, yeah. I thought that was yeah. the best meal I've had in a long time. Yeah, I'm going to tell so, you what. Somebody, you, I don't know, did you hear my speech earlier in the show? Did you hear my speech? No, because, hell, no, I've been working. So I had, okay. to, did okay. that, had a rant or what? It was not a rant. It was a speech that needed to be said about the show and the direction of the show. So you should go back oh, okay. and listen to it on podcast. Well, we I get a lot that. of emails from people about the things that we're doing as we have taken over the business from Tom. And I got an email from someone, and it was um, it was actually a response to a question Mary Lee had for someone that she had met along the way, and it was like a very lengthy thing. And what they said, one of the things they said was, and you put a North Shore restaurant as the best restaurant in the city? Come on. And my answer to that was, Yes, indeed, I did. And you go to that restaurant and tell me it's not, and then we'll have a conversation. But just because it happens to be across the lake does not mean it's not the best new restaurant in the whole metro area. And I defy anyone to say someone that is going through the extra steps to make little tiny profiteroles in-house for an amuse-bouche is not jumping through hoops way more than anybody else out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's on the North Shore. Get over here and try it. That's right. Yeah. You know? Yep. Take a so, freaking Uber if you don't want to drive. It's definitely worth it. It's exactly. Worth it. I doubt about it. Exactly. But, but you know what? I was also really excited for the Crescent City meal that I had. I mean, that place is absolutely off my radar for vibe for, well, actually the vibe was really nice on Mardi Gras, but it's old fashioned. It doesn't float my boat in any other way, but I'm going to tell you what, I'm still thinking about those French fries. I'm still thinking about them. It's kind of funny you say that I'm there with two other couples next week, so. Oh, you are going? Good. Okay. Have the French fries and the lionese potatoes. And the onion okay. rings. All right. Go Take care. Late. See you. Okay. All right, bye. Take care. 556-9696 is the number if you want to call and talk. See, we can talk about this kind of stuff on the show going forward. We can philosophize about these things. But we can't, you know, we can't, you know, I'm just not going to talk that much about eel. Just, you know, no can do. No can do. Not that show anymore, but we can definitely go hours and hours about what's the greatest meal you've had recently and what meal are you still thinking about? And that's kind of more fun, I think. Anyway, 556-9696, we'll be right back. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manali. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hans's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. 
I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, indeed. I want to mention Norjo. Norjo Imports is where you will go if you are looking for the best Italian imports in this country. This is a charming little shop where Metairie Road meets the railroad tracks. It's on Frisco Avenue, which is just a little bit away from Metairie Road. And uh, they have a lot of cool stuff going on there. Like Henry said, he went over there on Saturday. They were tossing their pasta in a cheese wheel. He got some great cannolis. Go in there and see their, their line of things. They have great olive oils that are premium. They have Italian pasta that's made in Italy using the real kind of pasta flour, not the kind that makes you fat. And um, wines, Italian wines. They have a great muffalata. They have the Lindy, which is the little meatball sub with a pesto mayo and a delicious red sauce and a pressed ciabatta. On the weekends, they toss all their pasta in the hollowed out cheese wheel, just like you would see them doing in Rome. Norjo Imports, 505 Frisco Avenue. The phone number is uh, 504. And you know what? I've, I've just drawn a blank on it. So you're going to have to give me a second to get it for you. See, this is the kind of stuff that was not around when Tom started this operation and is around now. You can get this number right here, 833-9240, Norjo Imports. All right, so we were just talking about this new equation that I've set up, and it is something that I really am always fascinated by because, you know, I talked about going to Brennan's and, and having a meal that just twinkled my toes, and I was so surprised by it. Mary Lee and I talk about expectations and how relevant they are. Tom has said this himself a long time ago and still says it today. The goodness of your experience has a lot to do with the expectations that you have upon going there. Okay, thanks. And, um, and I think that's true. And Mary Lee's philosophy of life is just lower your expectations down to the basement and you'll never be disappointed, which seems kind of grim, especially for a 28-year-old. But you know what? There's a lot of wisdom in that. Let's go to Jane. Jane. Hi, Marianne. How are you? I'm still eating peanuts, Jane. It's your fault. <laughs> oh, uh, I called about something else. But today when we were out, we stopped at Walmart and I got a can of the boiled peanuts. Okay. When the recipe comes out. <laughs> I know. I have to do the recipe. I have to give that to Mary Lee. I forgot to give it to her because I want to write a piece about it. Because another thing about what's going to change here is that the way that things are written is going to be a little bit different too. So, you know, I'm going to write a piece instead about going to this particular restaurant. It's going to be about the saga of the boiled peanuts and all of the experiments that resulted in the boiled peanuts ending with the boiled peanut recipe for the hummus. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to read. It's just different. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking ahead. forward to it, <laughs> but yeah. I'll be prepared for it. <laughs> Okay. But I was going to tell you about our, uh, today we went to lunch. It was actually the first time we ate out in over a year. At the, We went to the Blind Tiger over here in Slidell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and mainly, and I think it falls into the ordinary category. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, was so, it in the 90%? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah. It was mainly just to eat outdoors. It was a little windier. Just yeah. Like a, you know, covered uh, like a porch almost. But uh, it was nice. It was fine. We enjoyed it. It was something different to do. The Blind Tiger is an interesting place to me. Um, we have a Blind Tiger, which has set up shop, shop right next to uh, Chimes. And I would love to talk to the owners of the Blind Tiger and see how that location is doing because the parking lot at Chimes is, you know, always full. And then mm -hmm. the one at Blind Tiger seems mostly full. So I guess Tom's rule of, um, you know, restaurant row still applies there. But the Blind Tiger is a very different place than Chimes. And, mm -hmm. you know, they don't have a freezer at all, right? You know, they, they, don't, they don't have a freezer. Really? Yeah. The reason the menu is so small, unless they've changed it and gotten a freezer, but the last time we were there, the menu is really small. I mean, it fits on a blackboard, you know? Right. And, that's right. Yeah. And the reason is that they do not have a freezer. So they keep everything simple, keep it small, go through all their food, and nothing is frozen. I did not we know that. Which is kind of interesting. It, that doesn't, sadly, that doesn't translate to extremely good food. <laughs> they definitely are right in that 90% thing. And I, I wouldn't put them either at either end. I mean, it all is kind of a blur in that, in that realm. But um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. What did you have there? Uh, let's see. We started with the smoked tuna dip which we yeah. remembered it better last time we had it it was it was still good but uh we had it maybe a year or so ago and i don't know we just remembered it a little better yeah uh -huh. and then i got the uh they had boudin balls that was my first boudin i had and i think Roy the boudin the... balls are okay you like those i think they're pretty good yeah they were pretty good it was the first time so i don't have anything to compare it with uh -huh. um and then my husband got the uh santa fe chicken uh, sandwich, which was it was pretty good. I, he gave me a sample. It was it was tasty, but I would still say ordinary. Yeah, they're doing they're doing. I mean, I don't know if they've changed. I don't know what COVID has brought to them, but they're doing or they were doing fresh cut fries when we were there last, and they had a cheese fry platter that I thought was pretty good. But again, it's like you yeah. know, pretty good. Yeah, we did see that on the board, but we just didn't get that. Yeah. We had too much already. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. I like the vibe there. It's, you know, it's uh, beachy. And if you want to hang outside mm -hmm. and, and you don't even have to be outside, you can feel like you're outside because their West Indies shutters allow for it to be indoor, mm -hmm. outdoor, which is nice, which is nice. That's right. Yeah. We but, enjoy the environment. It's, it's nice. Have you been to the Chimes in Covington? No, we never have. Um, we okay. heard good things about it. The only bad thing we heard was that it's so extremely noisy. Oh, really? Well, I mean, we always go out there because it's it's on the river and it's an interesting place to go, especially we don't have kids. But if you have kids, it's a great place to bring them. They have goats roaming out there who have fallen down on the job. They, they're supposed to keep the grass cut, but it's very overgrown. It's like a jungle out there. But um, and there's a rooster and, you know, various other animals. And it's kind of a cool place to be. There's a, a patio out back. But I don't know. I Chimes, I think, arrived on the scene in 2011, so they're 10 years old now, and um, mm -hmm. we've had countless meals there. I don't, 
I don't find it's all that cleanish a place, you know, like the, it's like the deck needs a big, um, power wash, you know, but I mean, it's, 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 it's good enough. I, it's, I would call it, you know, one of those things that falls into the good enough category and you go there for reasons other than the food. Usually Mm -hmm. what what I find most interesting is it is what is what a specialty. Oh, I mean, do they have, are they like mostly seafood or mostly this or mostly that? Or? It's, it's one of those casual places with a big menu of salad, soup, sandwiches, entrees, fried seafood, you know, big, big oh, menu. Okay. Big oh, menu. okay. Good variety. Okay. Hmm. It is a good that. variety. Yeah. Uh, the, there's something on the menu called Lanyap something and it's basically a fried ball of seafood stuffing they have you know what they have there that's good that i've been eating for you know like lately and i shouldn't be but it's Mm -hmm. it's like the newest thing that i like on the menu it's um Mm -hmm. it's cheese fries these are not fresh cut cheese fries um Mm -hmm. but they are covered with a crawfish cream sauce which is incredibly unhealthy sounding and every bit as bad as it sounds, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Tastes good. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway. Very good. Well, good. All right. Well, thank you for calling. And Jane, uh, you are welcome to call anytime because from your phone call, we have had countless conversations. I just want to let you know, it's been a long time <laughs> since the food show has gotten on a tear about something. <laughs> and it was all precipitated by your call. Oh, boy, I can't believe I'm famous. That's something. I, well, I'll tell you, I, I, if I hadn't already sponsored a call, I would sponsor you. But oh, we'll have okay. to have you call back. It's an incentive for you to call back and have your Jane call sponsored. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> all right, take care. Thanks, Thanks Miriam. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you have a brief call, we can talk about it. But uh, if not, we'll start to wind up the show. I wish that Tom would come out and um, and sit down for a minute so I could tell him happy anniversary. Because uh, if you are just joining the show, it is worth mentioning again. As I said, the focus of the show is changing to preserving Tom's legacy. And uh, it's funny that I said that today because today is sort of an anniversary for Tom. And I will repeat what the anniversary is. I have just a little bit of time. Oh, speaking of anniversaries, WGSO 75th anniversary this year. They have the 75 for 75 campaign. Besides celebrating their time on the air as the community voice of the Crescent City and the locally owned only locally owned news and talk station in town. They are a 501c3. So if you go to their new website, wgso.com, and click on the button that says donate, it will be tax deductible. The 75 for 75 campaign. Today in 1971, Tom did a review of the Coffee Pot Restaurant in the French Quarter on WGSO Talk Radio, the leading talk station at the time. Ever since then, he has done something on the radio every weekday. Since then, 
to WGSO until 1983, and then on BYU and WWL and WSMB and 3WL, and now he's back on WGSO 990. It's the longest-running radio program of any kind in New Orleans radio history because food is a good topic for radio, as it turns out. 46 years Tom Fitzmorris has been on the air talking about food. Let's keep that legacy and that great escape alive. All right, we would love for you to go to some of our other platforms, nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. If you missed any of the show, go there to pick up a portion of it that you missed. Please tell your friends about the show. It's simple. The simple radio app can be downloaded free. They type in 990 New Orleans. They can listen from any place that they are. Please tell your friend about the show. We want to preserve Tom Fitzmorris's food show and the food community around it. If you go to nomenu.com, you will find hundreds of recipes there. You will find the Dining Diary, Tom's Almanac, all of the other information that he's provided all these years. You will uh, find a place that you can subscribe, which is a delivery twice a week of the newsletter. We have our Instagram page, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love for you to follow us there. Tim McNally is up next for the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show, and we will see you tomorrow at the same time. WGSO New Orleans. It's 4 o'clock. Time for the news. Louisiana Radio Network. Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. Sweeping coronavirus relief package through Capitol Hill. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is telling Americans that the aid is coming. We say to America, help is on the way. You will receive $1,400 checks by the end of March. The New York Democrats speaking after the nearly $1.9 trillion spending bill was passed with no Republican support. President Biden is praising the historic partnership between Merck and Johnson & Johnson in production of J&J's new coronavirus vaccine. We're seeing two health companies, competitors, each with over 130 years of experience, coming together to help write a more hopeful chapter in our battle against COVID-19. Biden hosting the CEOs of the two companies at the White House. USA Radio News. It's happened. Since Election Day, more than 5 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax TV app from their smartphone store. It takes seconds, and with the free app, you can watch Newsmax TV right away. Most cable news channels require a paid subscription, not Newsmax. You get real news whenever you want. At home, Newsmax TV is on all major cable systems. And it's free on OTT devices. Your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and Roku. YouTube, Zumo, and Pluto. Now the free smartphone app lets you watch Newsmax easily wherever you are. So check Newsmax.com online for breaking headlines. Then go to the Newsmax TV app to watch the latest news with Sebastian Gorka, Dick Morris, Greg Kelly, Diamond and Silk, Michelle Malkin, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, and so much more. Newsmax is already the fourth